Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have Loretta Ball with NeverEnding Flower Farm up in the Big Ivy uh, community, which is um, a bit north of Asheville, about half an hour or so. Is that right, Loretta? Yeah, 20 minutes, 25, I guess, depending on which Depending on how area. fast you're going. Yeah, how fast <laughs> you can drive. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It's always fun to connect with another local wedding vendor and talk more about the wedding industry. So thanks for thanks for hopping on. Um, I noticed, so I, I visited your website uh, last week, and I noticed you have no... You have a preferred vendor list, but there's no bar service on there. No. And you have, <laughs> and no, that's fine. I don't, I'm not pushing for that. But you have Shanti, uh, who makes Jun, which is a type of, it's kind of like kombucha. Um, mm-hmm. And then one of your wedding, I went on the list of wedding venues and I clicked on one of them and it was like alcohol free. And I'm like, wait, am I talking to a teetotaler no. here on my, <laughs> on my pistons and Prosecco? So no. do you, I, we, we always want to, we always ask what your favorite drink is. But now I'm like, you know, you know, you're going to say apple juice or orange juice. No. <laughs> no. And that's so funny because I told my husband, I said, he's going to ask me what my favorite drink is. And oh, I was like, and I started rattling off all this stuff like that. I don't know. I guess I'm a mixologist, really. Really? No, okay. no, oh. no, no. Well, I say that very <laughs> loosely. Um, mm-hmm. But no, we're not huge drinkers, um, but we do. Uh, well, a little background. I grew up very strict Southern Baptist. And uh, so alcohol was not mentioned at all in our family. And uh, so it wasn't till like mid twenties till I was like, Oh wow, I can, I can try alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I was very sheltered growing up. Yeah. Um, And uh, so, but no, we, um, it, it, it was just a funny question that, that you asked that, but no, let's see here. Um, it, I am, I guess it changes with the seasons, like a lot of your other um, mm-hmm. interviewers said. So like summertime, I love a good margarita. I love anything with mint, especially mm-hmm. when we can just go out to the garden and grab a sprig of mint. So and, abundant. Um, yeah. yeah. And even our children, which this is, this is pretty funny that I am Southern Baptist, but my children, um, they'll get mint and they'll make their own little concoction, non-alcoholic, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just this funny little thing like Friday nights are our family nights. So we're either doing some kind of movie or something together. And so we'll have our little drink. The boys will have a little, I don't know, Sprite and um, mint and I don't know, whatever juice we have. And um, it's pretty fun. So. But then right now in the winter um, is red wine, a Pinot Noir, and anything with like a cider drink with, mm-hmm. I don't know, rum in it or just something relaxing. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd like our bourbon cider cocktail. So it has bourbon, fresh apple mm-hmm. cider, um, maple syrup, and a little bit of lemon juice to kind of cut through all that sweetness. So it's very well yeah. balanced. Uh, and that's perfect for winter or fall. You know, so yeah. um, try that one. I will draw. Yeah, we'll all we have little um, little gift jars we've been handing out around town. So 
maybe we'll try well, and con to... connect and give you yeah. some of those. <laughs> <Find you. laughs> um, so Loretta, you're the owner of Never Ending Flower Farm, which is not only a flower farm, but also uh, it's, you do floral design. So you do both. Yeah. You grow the flowers yeah. and then you harvest and create this beautiful bouquet or arrangement. Um, you know, let's just kind of start with how you began this journey. So yeah, just like what's the what's the founding story of your business? How did you okay. begin? Well, just like most other flower farmers, you know, you grow up with a love of flowers and um, both my Sets of grandparents were big gardeners, um, tobacco farmers, um, let's see, flower farm, not flower farmers, but just, mm -hmm. you know, flowers in their yard. And that's just kind of, I've always been around gardening and plants and flowers and vegetables. And then when my husband and I got married, let's see, in 2001, and we moved on to um, inherited property from his papa and granny which we have a big, um, a couple acres down in the flat part of our land. And that's where the flower farm is, which used to be tobacco field. And um, so that just started out as vegetable garden. And then I would just grow a couple rows of zinnias and sunflowers just for myself. And then I would get asked to do like, if somebody would die, it's horrible to say, but if somebody, you know, <laughs> passed away and yeah. if it was a family member, I would just say, well, let me just do a flower arrangement and then take that to the funeral home. And then that kind of caught on just for family and friends. And it was 2009 when I actually got like my tax ID number and kind of become an official business. And then from there, the garden got less vegetables and more flowers and then I kind of started doing some weddings for friends and I didn't know anything what I was doing. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I just watched a lot of like YouTube videos and just kind of seeing what the other designers around were doing. And um, my, my design was a lot like more looser, uh, more organic design than, um, than like the mom and pop florist around. So that was, you know, kind of neat. My stuff was different. And then um, just, yeah, from there, it's just kind of grown and, and changed. Like every year is different. And so that's kind of where mm. it started. Well, well, as you know, weddings in Asheville have just compounded year over year, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've had such yeah. a such an increase um, since Asheville's become more of a wedding destination in recent years and you're, you're starting to see it with all the venues pop up to take, oh, take yes. on some of that demand. So, um, so it's, yeah, it's funny. I, I just think, yeah, Asheville, you're either in the wedding business or the beer business or <laughs> hotel business, you know, it's, it's we're, yeah. su we're such a big on, on tourism and, and weddings. Um, so, so w when you talk about the, the flowers and the design, are you always sourcing your own or are you sometimes buying from other farms and other places to put together because you, because maybe the client asked you for a certain design? How, you know, how does that process work? I always, I'm curious about that in regards yeah. to a florist that grows their own. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do a hundred percent of what we grow just because we don't grow roses and like the greenery, we don't have that uh, like the seeded eucalyptus, which is, you know, 
not grown around here. Um, and yeah, I source from a lot of our other flower farmers in our area. We have, there's about five or six of us um, in the Asheville and outer area. And we, I think we all do really good working together and sourcing from each other. And we're all good friends. So that kind of helps too, that we we like each other. So, yeah. and we like supporting each other. Uh, but yeah, I do order from them. And I order also from a wholesaler that, you know, has to ship in mm-hmm. the roses and the other stuff that doesn't grow around here. So I, I love it when I can go down and just pick what I need for a bouquet. And it just, it really depends on the bride. If her style is just more garden theme or if she wants, you know, specialty things brought in, that's no problem. So mm, yeah, I'll, yeah, that makes sense mm-hmm. because we do have certain, I mean, certain flowers are available at certain times of the year, right? Exactly. Like zinnia, yes. you mentioned zinnias. Those are, are those a spring, summer, fall the flower? Summer, fall, yes. Okay. And like okay. um, peonies are a spring flower, which we grow, we have about 400 planted. So I can use um, peonies up until like that second week of June because I'll keep them stored in the cooler. And then after that, we can source from Alaska. So mm. we can get those because Alaska's are just coming in for the summer um, because of their weather pattern. So it's Isn't pretty neat. funny. Yeah, yeah. It's every like Denmark will, or, you know, Holland will produce tulips or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Iceland, I don't know, Greenland, like every country and <laughs> area of the, yeah. the world has like a different flower market um, because of the seasons. So, you know, you mentioned something about being friends with the local flower farm other, you know, the other flower farmers in the area. And I love that because, you know, flowers are obviously an organic living crop. And so mm-hmm. you can have a, a windstorm, <laughs> you know, that exactly. would really mess something up. So having that support network seems really imperative rather than be super competitive with each other. You, I think, you know, it makes a lot of sense to kind of team up and cooperate with each other and be friends yeah. because, um, because you're, your segment of the wedding industry is very uh, fragile, should I say? You know, like mm-hmm. me, the beer is going to be stored in a cool in a cooler. I'm going to pick up the beer; <laughs> it's being yeah. made year round. You know, like yeah, we have the transportation of it um, and other drinks, obviously, and there there can be problems along along that. And even with think about cake, I mean, cake can fall over in a van if you don't properly strap it down. Mm-hmm. But flowers, I mean, that you're taking that from, you know, it's a, it's a living thing, right? And you're trying to maintain that um, vitality <laughs> through, the, exactly. through the presentation process. Um, so, so let's, so yeah, I mean, obviously weather storms and all that can happen, but what does that look like? So do you pick them in, do you have a cooler and, and then you, yes. how long do those last? Like, I'm just so curious about, you know, these details. Um, okay. So let's say we've got a Saturday wedding. Um, and then I will go to the field and pick flowers either on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then process them, which is, you know, stripping the leaves off of them, putting them in some um, floral life or just, you know, flower food in the water. Mm-hmm. And some of them will go in the cooler and some will not. It just depends on the flower. Like if they, if they're a fragile flower, like dahlias, you want to put those in the cooler because they don't have the longest base life. Um, and yeah, so then when I do a wedding, I'll either start working on the flowers, like late Wednesday evening after they've had time to condition and soak up flower food or Thursday 
So Thursday and Fridays are working with the flowers and everything hopefully will be done by Friday night. Sometimes you're running around crazy and like one of the kids gets sick and then you're like, you know, you, there's always something that comes up when you're, yeah. you're on that time crunch. Um, but then by Saturday morning, everything needs to be done, wrapped, packed and ready to, to go to the venue. Saturday is the big day. Yeah. We, we, um, so we're recording this right now in December and I'm almost like, what do I do with myself on Saturdays now? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I was it's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. For months, I was every Saturday was you know I had at least one wedding, maybe three or four, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, I can go to the movies or what? I don't know. I, yeah. I don't go to the movies, but whatever. Yeah, you know, you're not going to the movies now. Yeah, especially, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but even you know the farmers market. Like I always like to go um, at least once a week. So it's nice yeah. to be able to go on a, on a Saturday and not worry about rushing to the, to the wedding. Um, and speaking of, you know, weddings and being booked, I noticed that you're already fully booked for 2021. Yes. I'm not I taking have, any more clients, right? I'm not taking any more. And a, a lot of those brides are the 2020 brides that I've rescheduled for 2021. And then I've taken on, you know, new brides um, that are still planning weddings. Everybody's still getting married. So that's not going to stop. Um, and I, I have scaled back, like I was doing 25 to 30 weddings. I've been doing that for a few years. And now that my children are, they're 10 and 13. And I'm just at that point where I need to pull back from every, you know, I don't want to work every weekend and I want to have time with my children. So I, I think every, um, Every wedding person, what am I trying to say? If you're working in the wedding industry, mm-hmm. that, like you said, it's your weekends. And for me, my husband's home on the weekend, my children are home on the weekend. And I'm, yeah, I'm scaling back to not work every weekend and yeah, just spend time with the family. I think that's a really important thing to remember is, is that you dedicate, people in the wedding industry dedicate the, usually their weekends to the business. Yeah. You know, and that's a big part of, of what we do is is working on the, <laughs> the weekend. Exactly. And I, I think people forget that, you know, in regards to, well, I think, you know, I think both the industry forgets it and they don't understand burnout, the concept. Um, mm-hmm. And also our clients maybe don't realize that when we talk about how much everything costs, you know, we're like, hey, we don't work every, yeah. we don't work every <laughs> weekend, but we work, every, we do work a lot of weekends all next to each other. Yeah. You know? And so that's a certain, that, that takes a certain strain. There's a certain economic reality associated with that. You know, like mm-hmm. you, we, we have, I don't want to say we have to charge a certain amount, but we, we do because like we only work, as you said, 20 to 25 weekends. We, we, we can work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like we, not every weekend is available. Nobody gets married on, you know, February 1st because yeah. it's going to be, Iced everywhere. Yeah. Right? And there's going to be no flowers. It's very seasonal. Yeah. Very seasonal. Yeah, yeah. And also, even though we're working, like the, the wedding is on Saturday, like for me, I'm starting on Tuesday. Uh, so there's, you know, those hours uh, leading up. And then when the wedding's done and you go break down, you know, that's your 11 or 12 o'clock and you're getting home. And then for me, I've got all this stuff I've got to put up clean up, get wax out of all the candles. Um, if there's 
flowers left over, we like to donate those to churches. So mm. like getting those places. And then like Monday is still, I'm working because I'm cleaning up after the weekend. Mm. So, yeah. and then it's, if you add in all the emails and phone conversations and meetings, so it's a, it, it's a full-time yeah. job. It's not just it a day of, you know, for us gig. Right. I mean, like, exactly. You know, you think about some, yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't just show up. <laughs> like I don't just show up with my truck and it's been, <laughs> and the you know, beer's already loaded. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's a lot of, of back end work, you know, um, for, for all of us, I think. And I especially believe that with photographers because oh, yeah. you know, you, you only have that one day of execution mm-hmm. for your your trade, let's say, but then all those hours of editing and practicing and this and that, you know, like there's yeah. there's so much back end to to a lot of our jobs. And I think both people who are getting into the business need to realize that. And also people who are hiring us, um, it'd be great for them to understand yeah. that as well. You know? And they, they don't understand why photography, um, your photographer is so expensive, but they have hours and out. Oh, it's like, you know, me with the wedding flowers. It's mm-hmm. even though all my work is before the wedding, the photographers are after and they have hours and hours of editing that you don't, you don't know about. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I also like to, you know, I don't know if I like, I don't remind people of this actively when during conversations, you know, with, with prospective clients or anything like that. But, you know, if you don't do this full time, that means you have another job and that's your, probably your priority. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure there's people out there and, and, you know, that have, uh, they're doing a wedding business and something else. And I'm not trying to degrade the, <laughs> those no, people at all, not. but I'm, but I'm saying like when, like you and I, those, this is our only thing. So we mm-hmm. have, you know, we're, we're, we're hustling to, to make it work for everyone. Um, yeah. anyway, but, en- but enough of all that, um, <laughs> I, I, um, always love to ask people what their favorite part of the business is. So, you know, for me, it's the signature cocktail tastings, people coming in to the warehouse, seeing all the trucks in person, you know, me telling them mm-hmm. the stories and then them sitting down and enjoying some great drinks um, of their, either of their choice or things that we have on tap. So that's kind of like one of my favorite parts um, of the business for you. What would that be? If you had to pick one thing that you just really enjoy. One thing. Oh, well I wrote down three cause I was prepared. We can, but, yeah, you can list um, them all. <laughs> that's fine. There's a lot. I love. Yeah. Uh, I, I love when I go into an empty uh, venue and there's like the tablecloths are set and then there's maybe the silverware and stuff set out and that's all. And then when I come in and with my girls and we're putting these centerpieces on and we do an arbor, it like, it totally transforms the venue. And it's like, mm-hmm. I love that. I love just walking into that bare canvas and then like we just do our thing and, and there's just, it's so pretty. I love flowers. So that's. I love doing that. And of course I love when the bride, her reaction to the bouquet, I don't get to see the bride every time, but usually somebody will come or, you know, later she'll send a message and just like how she cried when she saw her bouquet. And I just, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you like the visual transformation Mm -hmm. and the impact that your work has on the bride. Um, Yeah. What's and your, just like, the, and thing? when the, yeah, <laughs> and when the guests, yeah, when, oh, well, the third thing was uh, being able to work from home. So my studio is in our basement and um, I, I love that I can 
come down here and and do my creative thing in the basement or if I've got to run down to the flower field and pick another bunch of, you know, something I need a little bit more, like it's all here. And um, I love being that. I, I think I'm just, I'm very blessed to be able to have that part of, uh, to do that from home. So. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of us in the wedding industry enjoy. I just talked to a wedding planner and she was she was saying she likes how everything's different and the you know uh, it's she's not at a desk nine to five you know for her yeah. like that's really important um and I agree like for me I so I'm I really love food I love local you know produce and I love cooking and mm-hmm. I love the visual and all that right so um when I had nine to five jobs I would have to like you know it, food would have to be very efficient. So I'd only have 30 minutes to go get food or eat food or whatever. And I, I always hated that. And so yes. now having my own you know, business, I can like, I can take an hour for lunch. I'm going to work late, work later yeah. or work more, you know, but like I can, I have that flexibility or like, Oh, if I want to go take my dog for a walk, I can do it. No one's telling me what to do. So I, for me, that's mm-hmm. a big thing as well as having that flexibility. Um, and yeah, I, I think a lot of us enjoy that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could ever go to a nine to five job after working for myself at home. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, well, I could if I had to, but um, I don't yeah. think I could have anyone else telling me what to do. I'd be like, yeah. no. I'm like, I, <laughs> do you know what I've done in the past? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> do you know what I built? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but um, so on the flip side, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to the wedding industry or your own business? Okay. Um, it was, well, this happened not last year, but the year before was, um, burnout. Like I just committed to so many weddings and, um, it was like, I think I had like 40 and these are all like huge events. These were like, you know, either just single bouquets and, you know, bridal party bouquets, small stuff, but still that is, you know, that's your time. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was the, that's been the biggest thing is just learning to say no and just set your limits of what you can do and how much time you want to, you know, put on your calendar. And, um, so that's, and I've learned that, like I said, two years ago was kind of a breaking point for that. And then also this goes right, right with it. And what I was saying earlier is, um, putting my family first before, um, you know, I'm, I'm 38, almost 39 and my children, you know, that uh, time's going very fast. <laughs> it's going mm-hmm. so fast. So I, um, yeah, that's, that's for me. And then I also look around and see what all my other fellow flower farmers and florists, you know, designers are doing. And then you get that, Oh, but they're doing this and they're doing, you know, the comparison game. Mm, um, That's hard too, but I'm, I don't know. I'm happy for all my other floral designers and flower farmers and what they're getting accomplished in their business. And, um, you know, the season that I'm in, in my life, I've got to do what works for me and my family. And um, yeah, so that's, I guess that's been my biggest challenge. Well, how did you escape that? burnout because I think it's very real especially you said you've been doing this for more than 10 years mm-hmm. so and, you know at that 10 year starting point was like a trickle of weddings you know so yeah, yeah. but um uh, well just I think it, it was just kind of 
taking a step back and you look at your year, your previous year and see what you have done. And then if the only thing you've done was weddings and you didn't do any family time or family vacations or sit down, have time to sit down and read a book and drink a glass of wine just to enjoy. Um, and then if you're just exhausted, so that's when I had to stop and, mm. and just, and put it, you know, take those, put on my calendar. I go ahead and um, mark off the weeks for our vacation. So, cause my husband, you know, he'll have to put his time in at his work. So we will go ahead and I'll book our vacations and I just block that off on the calendar. Um, so I know like I can't take anything on that week or even like with the kids' birthdays, of course, Ledger, my youngest, his birthday is mid-September, which is like crazy for weddings. Yeah, very, you know? very busy. And, yeah. Yes, I have done weddings like all of his birthdays, all of his weekends. So I kind of felt bad for that. So, you know, I had to stop doing that um, and just block out that time, those um, those dates. And then this past year, or 2020, I blocked out the whole month of um July, because there's not, there's not a ton of weddings that go on in July because it's hot and people go on vacation. Yeah. So I just, you know, I I didn't take any weddings on that month. And if somebody inquired, I would just, I mean, I didn't say, no, that's my vacation month. I just said, I'm not available. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a really good point. I like those hard that you just did those hard blocks, you know, um, I think I'm doing going to do the same thing with December through March because we just get so few inquiries anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what's the point of, you know, taking a whole weekend to do one wedding when in October I'm doing six in one weekend, right? It's, like, I, like yeah. I, I, I make my money and we do the weddings during the peak and then the rest you kind of maybe should shut down because it's mm-hmm. you're just being taken out of your relaxation or recuperation zone anyway. So I I like that idea. Um, And yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny you, yeah, it's, it's, I think family, I don't have that. I don't have any kids. (laughs) So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to say no to all these inquiries. Cause I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll work, you know, 72 hours straight, you know, doing, I said like we did like six weddings in one weekend in October um, just because I don't have that. But I also felt myself getting kind of frustrated and burnout because this is only my third year, right? So I don't have like, I'm not in my fifth or sixth when usually I think people start to really fade um, if they haven't figured out a good system yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've tried to, I, I need to figure that out because I don't, yeah. I, I do want to create a, a cool business that lasts for people to enjoy. You know, I think that's part of what I'm, what I like about the business is creating something that people appreciate. So but if I'm burnt out and then I can't serve those people, I can't build a business that continues to serve them. So I think that's something really mm-hmm. important that all of us wedding vendors tend to forget because because of the nature of the business, because everything happens from April to November um, on Saturdays, right? Exactly. Like it's such a seasonal, such an action-packed industry compared to most, right? Where Exactly. You know, yes. It's more fluid. And I think that what you're saying since you don't have children and it's like every, it's different for everybody cuz we're all in a different season of life. Now, when my children get out of the house, you know, 
here in another, oh gosh, I don't want to think because it's not very far away. Um, so say another 10 years, you know, I may like, you know, my husband will be retired by then and we may go full force back into, you know, 50 weddings a year. And mm. I don't know. I'm just saying that because it's mm-hmm. just, it's whatever works for you in your season. And if yeah. you're burn, if you're burnout and tired, you're not going to um, give your client top notch what they deserve. Oh, so, exactly. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I think we can get wrapped up in our own business, but we have to remember that we're in this to serve others in some know, form or another. Right? I mean, you know, it's it's easy yeah. for us to to get st- uh, get stuck in our own heads, yeah. um, and forget about that. But that's yeah, obviously important too to all of us. So I want to touch on something you mentioned um, when we talked about setting up the flowers. You mentioned you and your girls. Do you have a team of florists Mm -hmm. or um, employees or contractors that you work with? Yeah. So they would just be, um, well, freelancers. Mm -hmm. And I'll pull anybody that like friends that just want to, to help. Like they love the, you know, just the thought of being, um, in the flower studio and playing with flowers. And, um, so I've got two girls that like, I can definitely call anytime and and give them dates and they're experienced. And then I've got two friends that just are stay at home moms that want to get out of the house and, um, just, yeah, do anything from cleaning uh, the wax out of the candles or putting, you know, bud vases together, um, just a little bit of that, this and that. And then if it's um, my husband also works uh, with me, especially on like the Saturdays for setup. He's like my ultimate van packer. Like he can pack all the stuff in my van. <laughs> He's got it down pat right now. Um and he'll go with us to do, like, if I've got a big arbor and stuff, like, I don't want to have to take the hour to set that thing up. I just tell him to do that. And, mm, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We, I mean, it's time sensitive, right? Yeah. To- <laughs> Especially when you have those venues that you've only got two hours to set up and you're like, oh my God, you have like three days of work of flowers you've done and you got to yeah. throw it all together at the venue in like two hours and then. That's when I re- come home and I need one of those really stiff drinks that like, oh, no. <laughs> well, so. when you mentioned van, do you, do you use a minivan or a cargo van yeah. or do you use a minivan? <laughs> well, fun. Yes. So I wow. was never going to be a minivan mom. I, you know, like that was totally uncool. So we had a Tahoe. I love my Tahoe. And, um, I told my husband, we got this when Quinn, which is 13 now, um, I, let's see. I had a Toyota Tacoma, a four door. Oh, I love that little truck. Well, then of course we had Quinn. So we had to get a bigger vehicle and we got the Tahoe and I loved it. And I said, I'm going to drive this until the wheels fall off. And literally like the wheels were falling off <laughs> and it was rusting. And it was so embarrassing to drive to set up for a wedding, you know, with these mm-hmm. nice venues in my rusty Tahoe. And so we, I broke down, I got a minivan, um, and I love it. And I can put so much flowers in there and arbors and tons of stuff. But we still end up having um, like two or three vehicles that we need to take. So this year, I actually bought a step van, which is it's like a small UPS truck. 
Mm. And um, it's, it's kind of like it's uh, it needs a total overhaul. Like I need to take it on that show to get it. Uh, oh like yeah. Pimp my ride. I don't even know. I don't either. I always, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it, but that's yeah. funny. So that's what I need for this uh, step band, but it's going to be fun. And um, I'm actually taking it hopefully this week to get some body work done to it. And uh, that should solve all of our problems of, packing up everything in three different vehicles so yeah. we'll have that one and um yeah so the minivan is uh it's the way to go right now so yeah yeah well it's yeah. funny yeah we're both we both have to transport things you know I, I the truck you the flowers and i almost wanted to open up a wedding venue because i'm like you just stay there and everyone comes <laughs> to you like exactly and you charge and usually venues charge the most amount from between all yeah. of us so I'm yeah. like, why don't I just start a wedding venue? And then, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a whole endeavor, right? That's not, you don't just start a wedding venue. Um, but mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. And I'm like, oh man, well, would, would, would I live on the property? Like, would, would people bug me all the time for visits? And would I just mm-hmm. be a grumpy old like venue owner? <laughs> and like, that's not going to work. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. It's you just funny. Sleep. Yeah. You have to have the personality um, to deal yeah. with the public like that. So yeah, that's yeah. fun. Well, speaking of the public, you also offer, you pick um, flower days. So people will yes. come to the Never Ending Flower Farm and mm-hmm. pick their own flowers. And this is totally separate from the wedding industry, right? This is l- locals here in Western North Carolina, Asheville, Barnesville, Weaverville, mm-hmm. wherever they're coming from. Um, and they come pick flowers. So tell us a little more about how that works. Okay. So we started that part of the business last year. And um, so the garden, well, I call it my garden. I was growing all these flowers. And then if I didn't have a wedding or if I didn't have any florist sales or, I mean, there's still tons of flowers down there and they were just sitting down there. So I was trying to diversify um, and trying to, you know, have a different outlet to sell these flowers. So that's when we um, decided to open up uh, for pick. And this year, so this year was our second year and it was amazing because everybody needed to be outside and um, look for something local to do. And we had a really, really good season. So the flower field is probably about a half an acre. And we've got, I'd say about 20 to 30 varieties of flowers down there. And we opened up mid-May. And we did seven days a week. So we're open every day and we're open from eight in the morning to eight in the afternoon. And it's honor system. So I'm not down there the whole time, but usually somebody's around. Like my mom lives right beside us or if we're, you know, we're usually home. But uh, yeah, so you just drive up to the field. Um, There's a table set up with your vases. So I have the vases for you. Um, let's see, I have water for you to put in the vase and I have pruners and then there's uh, printed out instructions that I've got laminated on our table and that I'm going to change that for next year too, to make it a little bit more efficient for everybody. But, uh, and then you can do cash. We have a cash box that we've screwed to a, a big log down there and you put mm-hmm. your money in there and uh, I've got information for my Venmo or PayPal. So if you've got that, you can pay on your phone also. 
And so basically you just walk through the field and cut your vase of flowers and there's no stem count. It's however much you can get crammed in your vase. (laughs) And uh, so, and that's funny because some people are very just conservative and just, you know, pick what colors and textures they want. And then others are like, you know, 10 of everything they cram in the vase. So it's pretty fun. Well, I Uh, love it that you do that every, you said every day of the week. Every day of the week from mid-May. And then we went through, uh, I think it was like October 18th or 19th, like that third Mm -hmm. weekend of October. And then we just had frost and the flowers were looking pretty pitiful. So it was time to close. Well, the reason I like that is because as a wedding vendor, I often look for things to do during the week. Yeah. Right. Because like (laughs) I'm I'm not working Friday or I'm not playing Friday, Saturday or Sunday, Mm -hmm. likely. So um, I remember there was another you pick uh, farm in the area and it was every Saturday. I'm like, well, I'm never going to do that because it's yeah. only on Saturdays. So for mm-hmm. you to be open every day is awesome. And, um, you know, that's, that's something I'll definitely take you up on, uh, yeah. this, this and, coming year for sure. It'll yes. be so much fun. And we had people, you were talking about people like from the area come to pick, which it blew me away because people were coming up from Georgia and South Carolina and, vacationers you know that were coming into the area would find us on well social media was the best you know mm-hmm. advertisement and um yeah so we had people drive like three hours to come up here to pick flowers and i'm like what but i didn't i was i was afraid they'd be disappointed of driving yeah, all this yeah. way and uh but they loved it and they would bring a picnic and they would spend, you know, two or three hours here. And I was like, I just, I love that, that it was something I created mm. that they could enjoy. So and we even yeah, had a proposal that's... down there this summer. So oh, that was pretty sweet. neat. So yeah, yeah it's fun. Well, speaking of creating a great space for folks, have you ever thought about opening up a wedding venue on your well, farm? <laughs> now that you've mentioned it, um, yeah, I was saving that for one of your future questions about the future. Oh, okay. um, but we did, we are building a, a just a covered shed. Um, like we've got in our, our existing potting shed. So we've added on, I think it's like 26 by 30, just a covered covered area and um so we're going to start hosting birthday parties and where i can have a space for workshops and micro weddings so we're thinking like 30 people i think is a good fit you Mm -hmm. know for the tables down there and for parking um so yeah that is our that's for for next year so wow i love yeah that's great uh so you, you mentioned workshops are you have you done any of those in the past? Is this a totally new endeavor I, for you? I haven't done any in two years just because I was tired. I'm tired mm-hmm. during the winter time for sure. But um, yeah, so I want to do different, you know, flower workshops, of course, and then like wreath making for the winter. And I would love to do um, different workshops for kids. Um, let's see, like, I don't know. My mind went blank right now, but you know, have a few things throughout the summer and fall Mm -hmm. just geared towards for kids to do Um, gardening, of course, and flowers and planting. And I don't know. So there's so many different things. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, I, yeah, it's, um, I think it's important for us wedding vendors to kind of diversify our, our operations in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I think that helps with reducing burnout when you've got like a few different things going on, but they're all kind of related, hopefully not too much related, but I feel like giving workshops is a whole different activity than assembling flowers for a Saturday wedding, you know, like mentally, emotionally, it's a different endeavor. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's important for us all to do. Like, for example, I work on all my trucks, right? So like I am the mechanic, (laughs) but but I'm also the bartender. I'm also the, you know, this and the the tasting room manager and all that. So it's not, I think it's nice, at least for, I think certain personalities to have a variety of things to do in relation to the business, because if you're just doing the same thing, you know, every weekend for years Uh on end, like that's just gonna, that's just gonna lead to burnout. So, um, Yeah. So you, so you said, you mentioned a few things that are coming in to the, or they're coming up for the future, um, in regards to the space, but what about the business? Are you, are you, are you trying to hire other florists to kind of, you know, take over your role? Are you just trying to scale back, you know, for the moment and be more selective? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think lies? I mean, you mentioned a little bit too. you and your husband maybe would ramp up after the kids are gone, you know, but that's an, that's in another eight to yeah. 10 years. So, yeah. so in the next few years, you know, how do you think the never ending flower farm will evolve past what you've mentioned about the space? Okay. Well, I'm still going to do weddings cause I love floral design. Um, and probably scale back instead of doing 25 to 30 events a year, maybe 10 to 15. I think I like that number. And I also upped my minimum for my services, which I, I hated to do that, but I, like you said, you know, you could do six events in one day, or you could do one small one. And it's like, you're still working. That's still your, your Saturday, your Friday and Saturday. And, um, I, I hated to do that, but I was getting so many inquiries for where, and you know, I didn't, I didn't book every quote every wedding that I gave out, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think if you do that, you're, you're undercutting and you're, you're too cheap if you're doing that. Exactly. Um, but I just, I just had to, I had to bump up that minimum just so I wasn't booking, you know, six events every weekend. And that's not what I want because I feel like I'm, I'm losing my quality um, mm. of my design. So that yeah, so I'm still gonna do weddings. I love I love doing floral design. Um, so I'm probably just gonna scale back to ten or fifteen events, and then like I said, I've raised my minimum. So you know that will scare some of the brides away, which I hate to do that, mm-hmm. but it's just I think it's part of a growing business. Um, you just have to, and then yeah, so still adding the event space down there at our flower farm and keep the you pick and a lot. Oh gosh, it sounds like a whole lot, but it (laughs) kind of, it's all this, it's all flower related. Yeah. No, I I think branches. Exactly. And I think, uh, you know, the pricing issue is very real because as I said, you know, we, we can only physically work certain days of the year. Like Mm -hmm. it's very seasonal business, especially in Asheville. And, when you raise your price, you know, I mean, there's a couple of things that happen. I think price is an indicator of value. So when people see a certain price, like, oh, that, that must be good, right? If they see Mm -hmm. that you're really low, they may like, oh, maybe it's kind of basic. 
and not yeah. my not what I really want. So if someone really wants flowers, like that's their one of their top three priorities for their wedding, then having a higher price point is better for both of you, right? Because yeah. you do, you yeah. do less, and they connect with with someone who does a really good job. Um, and I also think, yeah, you know, going back to that. Um, connecting with the folks that really want your services, right? When I was just charging, I, like I've bumped up my price over, since I started because I had no idea what expenses I would have, you know? Like yeah. I dropped I dropped um, a few thousand dollars on insurance for the year, liquor liability insurance. <laughs> and yes. I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, before I started pricing my services. So, you know, I, I've had a lot of, I've understood the realities of the economics of the business. So I've raised my price. But in the beginning, I think it was so low that people were like, oh, we just need a bartender. Oh, he's got a truck. Cool. <laughs> like it wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't like they were searching for my services. They, were, they just saw it and they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Whereas now I'm getting people who are like, oh, we really want the brown and black truck or oh, no, we really want baby Jack, the little cocktail cart I have, you know, like w- when you raise your price to a certain amount, people realize the value and and you'll get the ones that really want to pay for it. You know, yeah. rather than it just being like, oh, we need a florist. Oh, she seems reasonably yeah. priced. Let's go with her. Right. Instead, they're exactly. like, oh, we like her style. We like her. We want to go with her. Um, oh, yeah. What's the price? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I think it's two different modes of connecting with couples. And I think pricing is is a big, um, a very important thing that I don't think people truly understand um, yeah. or spend much time doing. So, yeah. And I think the brides, um, when I mean, obviously, if you've never been married before, you have no clue what things cost. Mm -hmm. And when I got married 20 years ago, this was uh, pre-Pinterest and just right when the internet was coming out, which is, well, not coming out, but like when we started using it, Mm -hmm. which is, oh gosh, I can't imagine now. But, um, you know, you just didn't know what prices were. And for brides, when I'll tell them like my minimum uh, bouquet starting out for a bridal bouquet, it's like 200 or 250, 300, just depending. They're like, oh, our budget was only 500 for flowers, <laughs> you know, and we got nine bridesmaids. So, oh, you know, wow. it's, yeah. um, it, it's just, we just have to educate them and not that they, you know, I didn't mean to say that, like they need, they need education on that, but you just, brides just don't know the cost of things. Um, and I think they're a little shell shock too, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the average wedding is like $23,000 Yeah, these days, you know? And Mm -hmm. I I think that's just because of the realities of what we do. I I think some folks forget that, um, we bring everything to them, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you go out to dinner, you're going to the restaurant and paying for the dinner and the drinks. Right. But if you're hiring catering, and yeah. a bar service, you're at, you're asking for the same thing, but completely mobile, which has a lot of inherent, you know, expenses and risks, right? And so exactly. when people are like, oh, you know, it's it's X amount of thousands of dollars for the bar. I'm like, yeah, because of X, Y, and Z, you know? And mm-hmm. I think some people do, I think, realize and expect it. Um, but other people just expect it like, oh, if I go to the grocery store and get a bouquet and get a case of beer and get to go dinner, yeah. <laughs> like that's maybe their pricing, <laughs> like their price baseline for things is like, is just not what it would be for someone to bring all that stuff to you. You know, like I never get any food delivered to my house because I'm paying $10 for delivery. 
when the yeah. meal's 15, you know, like I, like I know that I know that it costs, you know, to keep a car, uh, running and insured and uh-huh. registered all this stuff. Um, and I'm not willing to pay that. Right. Like I'll make my own dinner cause I'm a good cook. Right. But, <laughs> but a wedding's a whole separate thing. And, um, and I just think some people forget, uh, forget about that, you know, yeah. about the, the realities and the fact that we don't, there's nobody getting married on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you got, you know, there's a limited, there's a supply and demand element as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of couples, you know, we talked a little bit about pricing, uh, um, and I always, I always got to touch on that. I feel like, but you know, what advice would you give to couples looking to tie the knot specifically in, um, and this doesn't have to be location relevant, but specifically in Western North Carolina slash Asheville. Yeah. Um, well, there's a ton of venues that have popped up and I mean, our area is so beautiful, so I can't blame them for wanting to come here and get married because there's so, there's so many things to do around our area. Um, and I mean, I grew up here, so I'm a native and I, it's crazy to see how things have changed over, you know, my lifetime. But um, I think if, if I was to get married again to, to my husband, of course, mm-hmm. um, like I would, I would keep it personal, not like small personal, but just your personal touches and don't be overwhelmed with everything that you see everybody else doing. Um, and of course there's trends, mm-hmm. you know, like sparkler exit, sparkler exit, <laughs> donut, the donuts, donut like, wall. Oh my yeah. gosh. I love a good wedding cake. I'm so tired of donuts, but oh, don't <laughs> let me disagree. Okay. Maybe you should cut that out. If you no, want donuts, do donuts. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but keep it, you know, personal and it doesn't have to go over the top to, to outdo anybody. Um, let's see. Uh, like the comparison game, mm. how it is with, with different, you know, florists and stuff trying to outdo each other. The same thing with your wedding. Just, Keep it um, personal, your own things that you guys like. And I would prioritize what's most important to you. Um, to me, I would want my photographer because that is, those are your memories right there. Other than like what you can remember in your head, like when you open your album or you, you know, go through it on, on the computer and stuff, look at your images, like your photographer, I think it would be, that would be where I would want to put my my money is somebody that's professional and has the images and stuff that you like. And then also like the flowers, of course. Not that I think, you know, my my services should be up top there because but all your flowers are in your photographer in the photos, you know. So mm-hmm. I think like Definitely. the photographer, the flowers, the food and the drinks, because that's what your guests are gonna remember. Like mm-hmm. they're going to remember if you didn't have very good food and you skimped out. Ran out. Yeah. And I think your business, like your signature cocktails and stuff. I just think that's the neatest thing. Cause, you know, I just, I love, we went to a wedding a few weekends ago and they had an open bar and um, it was just so fun that the guy, like he wasn't, I mean, he was, he was great. And I'm like, I don't know what he had a personality and he was fun to, to get your drinks from. And I just mm-hmm. think it was neat. So 
yeah. I don't know. Maybe I strayed too far on advice. Maybe. No, I think no, I think but, that's great. I, I like your your point about the you know not trying to outdo someone else, right? That makes mm-hmm. a lot of that makes a lot of sense to me. Just seeing because yeah. there's th- there can be some wild stuff that people do at their weddings, right? Yeah. Like one of my yeah. couples, they had um, they were going for a country fair theme, and they had mm-hmm. a Ferris wheel and a petting zoo wow and an ice cream sundae bar and you know it was just like it was very they were just they really wanted to create an experience right yeah um and so i I could see some people being like oh i'm never gonna have a ferris wheel at my wedding i'm like that's fine (laughs) don't worry about that (laughs) um so i you know i I think yeah what we're seeing lately is people really uh, investing in individualized experiences for their wedding right so whether mm-hmm. or not that's as you mentioned the signature cocktails or the beer that they met over right like that's in yeah. my realm is like they, they their first beer together was a burial you know sour ipa right <laughs> uh so they want to have that at their wedding but um but also yeah things like little little touches i mean like you know let's say they were a surfer surfer couple and they had a, mm-hmm. maybe a surfboard there and all their guests signed the surfboard as like yeah. the, the guest book. You know, like that's yeah. very individualized, doesn't cost a whole lot. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And something that they'll obviously remember forever yeah. and cherish. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I like that. Well, Loretta, we're about to wrap up here. Uh, I know that mm-hmm. we kind of doubled up on some questions and such. But is there anything else you want to share with our listeners whether it's um about weddings about your business about the industry or or Asheville I know uh, actually yeah let's let's finish off with what's your favorite um thing about living here you said you grew up here was it in that area or was it down in you know Mills River or Waynesville or um, where, where did you grow no, up No we're thing? North Buncombe area mm-hmm. so Weaverville you know went to North Buncombe high school all that um yeah so I just and then my husband's from here. Like, of course, we didn't know each other growing up. And then when we started dating, like he lived five minutes from my house. So it's crazy, small world. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, so, it's so what just, do you love most about it? Oh, that you had to well, stay here. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, we got family land. That was there one you thing. go. That's a big, yeah, um, big incentive. <laughs> um, I don't know. Family, I guess, was why we stayed here, Um, you know. And then when I got in high school, I worked at uh, Rims Creek Nursery in Weaverville, the flower, the you know, the plant nursery. Of course, that was one of the my great things about being in horticulture. Um, So I don't know. Just everything we kind of needed was here and we have jobs and like there's so many things you can do. And we're kind of central to, you know, we're not too far from the beach and there's so many lakes around us and hiking trails and biking and um, it's just a beautiful area. So yeah, I, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else, but I may have a vacation home in Florida, like, you know, when we retire, whenever we retire. So typical, Loretta. Yeah. So typical. <laughs> <laughs> Snowbird, right? Is that what they call Yeah. Them? Yeah. I could see myself being that. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to be on Pistons and Prosecco. I really appreciate you taking the time to jump on here. And I can't wait to do the U-Pick Flower Farm. Yeah. Come, can't come wait to have summer. you out. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, Loretta. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you. You too.